Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. This is the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show on 77 WABC. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Happy Sunday, everyone, on this Sunday, January 9th. 2022 put that in uh put that in your little brain we're already in 2022 stop writing those checks that say 2021 uh and i hope everyone's enjoying their day so far some snowfall still here uh it is though still a wonderful morning here in new york city and always uh as always we're armed and ready to serve justice so with all my great listeners here on radio 77 wabc and to all those listening to our stream on wabcradio.com and on the WABC 77 mobile app. I also want to make sure that I hear from you this morning in just a little bit. We're going to be taking your calls right here on the Friends of the Court hotline. You know the number. It's 1-800-848-WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222. Make sure that you give us a call and share your thoughts. There's certainly a lot to talk about this morning. And later on in the show, I'll reveal the results of our question of the week. Uh, but let's let's kind of break down the week in terms of how I saw it in terms of uh, the big news. Number one, uh, the president uh, had a press conference uh, on Omicron. And I'll share in my opening statement uh, what was said and what wasn't said. Uh, the second topic this morning is that uh, we've got a DA in Manhattan by the name of Alvin Bragg, who is continuing with the West Coast lawlessness and bringing even more to New York City by having a policy that essentially drops down armed robbery. You walk into a jewelry store with an AR-15 and AK-47, you rob the place, you tell people to hit the floor, anybody gets up, they'll be shot, you leave, you take whatever you want, and the charge is petty larceny. Petty larceny, my friends. Uh, for which uh, the maximum sentence is one year and rarely is it ever imposed. But petty larceny is a misdemeanor where armed robbery is a B felony. And, uh, of course, the drama continues across this country where schools, something like 4,694 schools across this country are either closed or on remote learning. And we are watching Chicago having a war, the teachers union, with the mayor who all of a sudden sees the light and thinks that it's it's time for the teachers to have in-class training. I'll tell you, folks, I will explain all of this to you during the next hour because it, it is part of an agenda that is easily recognizable if you know what to look for. But first, well, we're going to get to all those topics and break them all down for you. And then, of course, I'm going to gavel out with my closing arguments. And I'll also reveal the question of the week that you don't want to miss. And I always love hearing what you have to say. It either means that you guys are right or I'm right or we're all on the same page. I always like to know when you think I'm wrong or when you think I'm right. So uh, it's all coming up in just a few moments here on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. But first, it's time for my opening statement. So here we are, January of 2022. 
year three of the COVID. I call it the COVID. I don't know about you, but I'm weary. I'm tired of trying to figure this out. I am tired of all the nonsense that is coming out of the uh, White House and out of Fauci, who contradicts himself so much that I can't keep up with the contradictions. So I want to I want to talk about with a medical doctor, Dr. Mark Siegel. You may have seen him on Fox News, who is a uh, he is a brilliant doctor. He is uh, at NYU Langone. Uh, he is uh, also uh, an author. Uh, he has been on this uh, Omicron, Delta, COVID-19 from day one, and uh, he has been very involved in it. And he's going to help us navigate uh, fiction uh, from fact and separate the two. And we're going to talk with him about what the rules are, what the risks are, what the science is. And gee, is politics usurping the science? And when will this pandemic end? Has it already ended? Is it just being continued for political reasons? And they can say, well, gee, hospitalizations are up and people have Omicron. But even in South Africa, where it started, they were stunned. The doctors who identified it as a separate variant were stunned at the hysteria by which the United States uh, reacted to this Omicron variant. And as if the mixed messages and mixed information from the White House weren't enough, Joe Biden held a press conference this week, I believe it was on Thursday, that served to further confuse all of us on the issue of what is fact and what is fiction. And I know that we have it here. Uh, Let me see. Which call for is there? Okay. It's the call for, guys, where Biden... um, it says that he's going to shut down the virus. It's it's call for number two. I'll shut down the virus, not the economy. And we'll, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Well, those were horns uh, blaring. If you were honking, you remember during the campaign, Joe Biden said he was going to shut down the virus and not the economy. And the truth is, more people have died under Joe Biden. The economy's worse. Inflation is a disaster. Inflation means simply your dollar doesn't go as far. Go to the gas station. Go to the supermarket. Do the things that ordinary Americans do every day, and it'll be clear to you that the economy me uh, is not in better shape and you know right now we can't get we can't get any testing okay we can't get the tests but you will recall that uh, the, the the tragic the tragic irony of all this is when Joe Biden criticized Donald Trump saying he wasn't prepared And yet Biden says that he didn't see Omicron coming, and that's why we don't have the test. It's cut number three, guys. The vice president said in recent days that that you didn't see Delta coming, you didn't see Omicron coming. How did you get it wrong? 
<laughs> How do we get it wrong? Nobody saw it coming. Nobody in the whole world. Who saw it coming? I, 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 <laughs> don't you love the way he and Kamala laugh at questions they don't have the answers to? <laughs> Nobody saw it coming. But to put truth to the lie for once, Fauci, cut number four. We did, Jake. We definitely saw uh, variants coming. I think what one referred to, what was not anticipated, was the extent of the mutations and the amino acid substitutions in Omicron, which is really unprecedented. That's something you would not have anticipated. But we certainly were anticipating that there were going to be variants. Okay, so he basically flat out said that Joe Biden lied, Kamala Harris lied, because Kamala Harris said that they didn't see it coming. We we had no idea it was coming. I knew it was coming. I was asking doctors on my Fox show, doctor, you know, are there going to be variants from other countries? Delta was from India. Okay, and they said, yeah. Omicron, Omicron is from South Africa. And so Fauci said, of course we saw it coming. Of course Fauci saw it coming. He had to prepare for the vaccines. Fauci's the guy who believes in vaccines, not in therapeutics, not in monoclonal antibodies. Nobody talks about the fact that an antibody that we have, if we've had COVID, is stronger than any vaccine. And they admit themselves the vaccine isn't strong enough. I believe it's Pfizer or Moderna. I'm not sure which one is saying we've got a fourth vaccine coming enough with the vaccines treat it with the monoclonal antibodies and the normal treatment therapies that you get when you get a uh, when you get a, a virus and that's what this is it's a virus so what we've got now is you know joe biden's promises when he ran for president now we don't have sufficient tests why don't we have sufficient tests We don't have sufficient tests because they didn't order the tests, right? They were too dumb to order enough of the rapid tests. So now the CDC says we're going to shorten the quarantine time from 10 days to five days. 10 days to five days. Really? Based on what? And then they say, and by the way, you can come out of quarantine after five days uh, and you don't have to test. Gee, that's unusual, isn't it? Now, all of a sudden, after five days, we come out of quarantine instead of 10 and we don't have to test. I mean, I don't want to sit next to someone who just had uh, COVID and is only out after five days and doesn't have a negative test. Why don't they have to test? Because the administration can't provide sufficient tests for people to have. So they just say, oh, you don't need a test. Just come out. Don't you see? This is all being decided based on politics. And the the tragic irony of Joe Biden's failure to make good on his campaign promise is that more people died of COVID during his first year than under President Trump's entire time in office. Even with vaccines in year three of the outbreak under Joe Biden, we don't even have enough tests to find out if we have COVID or one of its variants. They didn't put the order in on time because they didn't see it coming. I guess Fauci was too busy being famous and being on television. He himself admitted he saw it coming. Well, then why didn't you make sure that they ordered the tests? 
And Kamala says, we didn't see Omicron coming. That's, of course, after she laughed. And and that, and that's the nature of what this is, Kamala says. This, this awful virus has been, which, as it turns out, has mutations and variants. Hey, babe, so does the flu. All right? And that echoed her clueless boss's comments as well. But this week, the United States Supreme Court heard arguments from the Biden administration regarding its mandate that every employer with employees, uh, uh, 100 employees or must vaccinate. And then in the healthcare industry, all healthcare employees must be vaccinated. And that's all going to be run by OSHA, which is a department in the federal government, which has no business being involved in this. And the Supreme Court, in the oral arguments this week, made it very clear, six of the justices, that they're not really in favor of these mandates. I could be wrong. We'll wait and see what happens when the decision comes out. And then all of a sudden, late on Friday, Joe Biden comes out with a new statement. It's cut one, guys. Mr. President, should Americans prepare that COVID is here to stay? No, I don't think COVID is here to stay. But having COVID in the environment here and in the world is probably here to stay. But COVID, as we're dealing with it now, is not here to stay. The new normal doesn't have to be. Now, ain't that interesting? All of a sudden, late on Friday, Biden says COVID's not here to stay. Earlier in the week, it was totally different. And and for those of you who are wondering about schools, and we'll talk about this later in the program, all of a sudden, Joe Biden wants the schools open. He's going against the unions. Why is he going against the unions? Because he knows the American people are fed up. And that's my opening statement here on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. And never forget, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. And up next on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show, we will be speaking with the National Vice President of the Fraternal Order of Police, Joe Gamaldi. You're going to love him. I do. Later on, your chance to voice your thoughts. We open up the Friends of the Court hotline coming up right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Tip in the scales when all else fails. The Judge Janine Tunnel the to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. A special shout-out as well for those of you joining us via our live stream on the 77 WABC mobile app and on WABCradio.com, streaming worldwide. And for those with Alexa smart home speakers, you can tune in as well by simply saying, Alexa, enable the 77 WABC skill. Now... 
Joining us is the National Vice President of the Fraternal Order of Police. His name is Joe Gamaldi. And Joe uh, is, by the way, from Long Island, raised in Long Island. And uh, Joe was hired by the NYPD, and he worked as a police officer and then transferred to the Houston PD. Uh, And after graduation from the academy, he got a master's degree in Homeland Security Management. And then he went on to serve a a very, very... stellar career in law enforcement but most important about joe and i could go on and on as the elected national vice president of the fraternal order of police um he is an individual who speaks for the victims he speaks for law enforcement he speaks for his fellow police officers and we are thrilled to welcome joe gamaldi to the judge janine tunnel to towers foundation sunday morning show all right how are you joe Oh, Judge, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. And what an introduction. I've got to certainly live up to the expectation you just laid out there. Joe, let me tell you, you're my hero, Joe. You really are. And I got to know my background, too. Yeah. All right. Let's hit it. All right. So now and the way I see this, Joe, is all the smash and grabs that we saw on the West Coast and the lawlessness that we see in Chicago and Philadelphia. And you and I know that it's all about a bail or lack of bail, the alleged euphemistic bail reform. Uh, but it's also about the George Soros funded prosecutors. We've got a Soros funded prosecutor just elected in New York, Manhattan D.A. Alvin Bragg, and he has indicated he's going to stop seeking prison sentences in a slew of cases. Uh, and uh, anyone who was charged with armed robbery and drug dealing, they will not seek a prison sentence unless there's a homicide and a, a couple of other cases. What do you say? Well, you know, Judge, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So why would this DA, after seeing all the crime and disorder over the last two years, think that it would be a good idea to make him even softer on crime in New York? I mean, murders are up 45 percent. Shootings are up 102 percent in New York. We have crime and disorder everywhere. You can't find a U-Haul truck anywhere because so many people are moving out. And he decides that the best course of action is to, get this, decriminalize resisting arrest. And for your listeners, we just had one of the deadliest years in law enforcement. Last year, we had 346 police officers shot in this country, which is the highest number since we started tracking this. And then the next thing he wants to do is he actually wants to reduce charges for aggravated robbery, including when a firearm is used. I mean, I cannot fathom the stupidity of this. But you know what? Joe Gamaldi, Fraternal Order of Police. Hang on. It's not stupid. It's evil. You're exactly right. And, and, you know, here's the thing. When he's asked about it, he says, I can't understand all the outrage about this. Mm-hmm. And it, it's one of two things. Either he's so stupid he doesn't know <laughs> or he's just completely lying. And it's one of the two. Now, my guess is he's lying because, folks, what you got to understand is there is a toxic cocktail that they've been trying to shove down the throats of law-abiding Americans. And it's these puppet DAs from Soros that he puts into place. He funds them. He gets them elected. And then immediately you see a hard left from these folks where they're not prosecuting crimes, 
They're letting violent repeat felons over and over again. You have bail reform, which has been an unmitigated disaster, and you sprinkle in the demonization of law enforcement. And it's not hard to see why we have record numbers and murders in this country in 2021. We hit over 20,000 for the second year in a row. We haven't seen that since the mid-90s. And we've got 15 American cities that have their highest number of murders recorded on record. I can't well, stress to you how bad it is out there. You know, the, the, the reason I say that Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan DA just elected, is not stupid, Joe, uh, fraternal order of police, my friend Joe Gamaldi, is because he was a prosecutor. This guy didn't just show up as some schmucky lawyer who, you know, did insurance cases his whole life. He was a prosecutor. His whole function right now is to protect the criminal and throw the victim to hell in a handbasket. And when he orders his prosecutors, which is, and by the way, this isn't just New York. It's across the country. It's Krasner in Philadelphia, you know, and it's uh, Kim Fox. Kim Fox was just reelected in Chicago. Joe, she's the one who said Jesse Smollett after she got a call from Michelle Obama. He didn't do anything. The guy was convicted. Give me a break. All right. All of them. And and you've got Gascon in L.A. and you've got Boudin and uh, I think it's San Diego. These guys are interested in in allowing criminals, violent felons to go out on the streets, victimize us with no consequence. That's what's going on in this country. I mean, am I looking at it too globally? No, you're not. I mean, what people need to understand is that there is no one the far left won't sacrifice on the altar of their woke agenda. I mean, they, they will literally take care of criminals before they will victims. I mean, take Harris County, for example. 150 people have been murdered. 156 have been murdered by people who were already out on multiple felony bonds. And I ask you, how is it possible that those judges sleep at night? I mean, just just take the, the Christmas parade massacre that happened in Wisconsin that nobody talks about anymore. That monster was out on a thousand dollar bond. Alvin Brooks. For a, yeah. Yes, for a violent crime. He never should have been free. Or, or take the idiot who burned down the Fox News Christmas tree. He was out while the tree was still smoking on yep. a zero bond. I mean, we have created a complete revolving door. It is what is driving our violent crime rate. And as you said, you know, Kim Fox just got reelected. People in these communities need to wake up. Yep. These rogue DAs do not have their best interests at heart. They're willing to sacrifice their communities all in, in name of their agenda. And it, it's disgusting and it's killing our urban communities. Well, you know, I always said when I ran for DA and I ran for DA three times, was elected all three times. I said, look, without me, I mean, and, and I didn't mean, you know, me, Janine Pierre. I mean, me running uh, any DA running an office the way I did. And, and I was hard. Uh, your home values are going down. Your 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 property values go down. Your businesses aren't going to be able to survive. Uh, the schools aren't going to be as good as you want them to be. Prosecution and the elimination of crime in any area of the United States is dependent upon the ability of those in law enforcement to protect the victim, the law-abiding citizens, the tax-paying people of a community. And now we are putting the criminals on a pedestal and we are punishing the victims. Now, look, Joe, 
Gamaldi. I keep saying your name because I want people to remember you, Joe. Joe Gamaldi, <laughs> Fraternal you, Order of Police, my buddy. Now, we all know, and we've been moaning about this for a long time, what do we do? When I say you got to vote, you got to vote. Okay. But then what about the recalls? What do we do? We can't just keep complaining. So, you know, a recent Fox Business poll came out and said that 77 percent of Americans are extremely concerned about violent crime. And, and they should be. But what that tells me is folks are, are really are really waking up and taking notice of just how bad the crime and disorder is in their neighborhoods and in their urban communities. And I mean, I think to your listeners, I think it's important. You have to go out and support candidates who are, a, who are on a platform of law and order. We need to restore the rule of law. We need to vehemently prosecute violent crime, and we need to embrace broken windows theories. If we yep. do these things and we support and fund our police departments, we can make every community prosper. Because right now, our urban communities, well, they have no shot. Those kids don't have a shot of getting out of that neighborhood when there's constant gunfire, when there's murders every other day. No, nope. no, nope, they, they don't. That opportunity, and that's how we take our communities back. It can be done because we did it before, Judge. Remember yep. what New York used to be like, and we were able to clean New York up. It was a safe place; people wanted to visit. And now, look how far it's gone after eight years of Debozo. Yeah, well, uh, it was one of the it was the safest big city in in the United States. But you know, I came up with an idea and I shot it down immediately. I said, well, you know what? We control the purse strings. You, you know, the, the, the county executive or, you know, the council controls the purse strings. Purse strings, you can cut back on the DA's budget. But that's right what the DA wants. He doesn't want to prosecute crime anyway. So who cares if he gets money? He's not, he's not working anyway. All right. Last thoughts, Joe, because I got to go. Love having Joe Gamaldi on. Talk, give me your last thoughts. Uh, Judge, I just want to thank you so much for having on. Folks, if you are listening, become involved in your local politics. That is where it's going to have the most impact on your day-to-day lives. Go to your city council meetings. Let them know that you don't want crime and disorder in your neighborhood. Let them know that you support police officers and you want them funded properly. And get involved in these local races. Volunteer on campaigns. Knock on doors. We can take our neighborhoods back. We can get our cities back from this woke agenda. We just got to put in the work. And I know everybody has families and they have lives. But if we all put the work in, we can turn this around. Yeah. And let's not let's not wait for it to affect our families and our lives. Anyway, we love you, Joe Gamaldi. Thanks so much for spending Sunday morning with us on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. And on 9-11, we vowed to never forget. Help America keep that promise. Donate $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. And up next here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show, we will be speaking with Professor of Medicine at the NYU Langone Medical Center, author and Fox News contributor, Dr. Mark Siegel. And we're going to ask you our question of the week and tell you how to participate when the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show returns welcome back to the judge janine tunnel to towers foundation sunday morning show now joining us now is a professor at medicine at the nyu langone medical center and author contributor to fox news 
Please join me in welcoming Dr. Mark Siegel to the show. Uh, as you all know, Dr. Dr. Siegel is uh, he is you've seen him on Fox News, but uh, he received his uh, doctor of medicine degree uh, in New York. And uh, he is the author of many books. Uh, he has traveled with the National Quarantine Unit at Nebraska Medicine in 2020 to interview the team of scientists uh, uh, who con- and as well as the uh, passengers who first contracted COVID-19. And he warned us about the coming pandemic. He's a member of the Board of Contributors at USA Today, columnist for Fox News, Wall Street Journal, and on and on and on. All right, that's enough. Dr. Siegel, how are you? That's enough, right, Judge? Yeah, that's and, enough. And Everybody we were, knows you. If we were Judge. reading your bio, we'd be going on for the whole show. <laughs> I, you know what? People ask me, what's your bio? I just say three things. I'm DA, a judge, and now I'm with Fox. Anyway, look, Dr. Siegel, it, it appears that when the uh, CDC uh, this week changed the quarantine from 10 to 5 days, and they said you don't need a test to get out of quarantine, why do you think they did that? Well, they had it changed from 10 to 5 days for scientific reasons, which they didn't explain well, which is that Omicron comes on quicker, it doesn't last as long, and, and you're more likely to get symptoms earlier in the game. And if you get three days without symptoms, the chances are 80 90% that you're no longer contagious. But what got people nervous is it's not 100%. As you said to right. me on your show last night, Siegel, you could have a patient sitting next to another patient at five days that actually is contagious. And I, I was like, wow, that's a great example and of why you would actually need a rapid test, or maybe it should be seven days. I think that they were trying to make the point that 10 days is too long because the streets are going to be empty here. And the 10 days was a rigid rule in the first place that was applied for way too long. Well, you know, it's it's kind of interesting that 10 days – was way too long but what if you don't have omicron what if you actually have the covid the original covid um, do they know the difference well they're knowing they're learning the difference now but one of the things uh you know that was kind of revealed this morning on uh, on on uh, dr walensky's interview with with brett bear is that they're we're behind other countries i mean you know we're not assembling the data fast enough here i mean israel has better data south africa is almost like a laboratory for omicron and we learned everything we need to learn from South Africa. The wave came on strong and hot and burned hot, and then it went down. And, you know, now it's, it's smoldering and it's almost over, and that's what we're going to probably see here. We learned that the vast majority of the cases are mild. We learned that vaccination and boostering actually helps a lot to, make, to keep it mild. And one thing she also dis- disappointed me on this morning is, you know, this idea of getting over infection, Judge, if you've had a recent infection, you're going to make antibodies that protect you, and that's got to be factored in. And yeah, to say and they that, don't. That, yeah, and they don't, and, they, and she wouldn't agree to it this morning either. It, it, it's not out that's of amazing. date and, and relating to other variants. It's true even against Omicron, meaning somebody gets over Omicron. You, you really want me to force somebody to, well, first of all, I don't believe in vaccine mandates with this. That's a whole other thing. But you don't want me to compel somebody to take a vaccine that's just gotten over the disease, do you? I think they've got antibodies from the disease. Well, every doctor that I've spoken to, and I have to tell you, Dr. Mark Siegel from NYU, that some of the doctors seem terrified of going against the, the, the administration 
policy because then they end up getting, uh, you know, they end up getting banned and, and uh, you know, like Dr. Malone and, and, and so many of the other doctors who recommend monoclonal antibodies like Dr. Hariri last night, who's, you know, one of the first in cell therapies in the country. Uh, and, you know, he's like, there are so many therapeutics that are out there and they're just vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. And the fact that they have to keep vaccinating us tells me the vaccines don't last that long unless they're into the money end of it. I don't know. But your antibodies should last longer than a vaccine, correct? No, I, I think both is, is true. Everything you just said there is true, except that I would I, I, I am a fan of the vaccines. I think the vaccines don't last more than four or five months. I think, especially in this environment with so much virus, I think right. you booster them is fine. I think the boosters work. But everything else you said completely agree with this administration, and I call it Operation Snail Speed. Where are the monoclonal <laughs> antibodies? They're, they should be given to people vaccinated and unvaccinated alike who have severe breakthrough infections and are at risk should be getting these antibodies. And we got these brand new drugs that are very exciting, Paxlovid from Pfizer. Nobody can find them. You go to order them and it asks if your patient is black or white. I mean, it's a complete... You're kidding. They actually are asking that? You bet. You bet <sighs> they're asking that. And, it, and it's absolutely a travesty. The biggest tragedy isn't even that. It's that the drugs aren't even around. So I don't think it's an either or. I think it's vaccine plus booster plus therapeutics plus testing. We don't have any of this. All we have is the vaccine. They're a one-trick pony on the vaccine. Well, and you know what? What I don't like about this is that uh, Dr. Fauci uh, has the ability to invest in those vaccines. And, uh, you know, his motivation is, is uh, as far as I'm concerned, based upon what I've looked into in terms of his background and doctors that I've spoken to, his motivation in, in some situations, uh, it seems to me, could be financial. But um, what about the PCR? Everybody, we were so weaned that you've got to take the PCR. The PCR is the best, most accurate test. Now they're saying it's going to say you're positive for three months. So why bother to take it? By the way, you were brilliant on that last night on your show. I thought I was talking to a, to an immunologist, actually. The, the answer is that the PCR is useful to diagnose an infection, uh, even if you're asymptomatic. It is so sensitive that, that it's the best we have. It's the gold standard at diagnosing an infection. But it is not, very poor at trying to track the progress of an infection because it measures any virus particle you have, so it stays... Mm positive for weeks and weeks, often, often, not always, even if, if you're over the thing. So we can't use it to say you're cured. We can't use it to say that you, you're no longer contagious. You're probably no longer contagious and the thing stays positive. So it's a one-shot, one-shot Charlie, this, this, this test. You do it once to see if you have it. It's the best test we have to diagnose it. Well, I want to talk about schools now, Dr. Siegel. You know, uh, in Chicago, uh, the teachers union, uh, it, it looked like they were going to do uh, an illegal strike. Uh, I'm not sure if they're remote or not, but there's well over 4,600 schools in the United States that are either on lockdown or on remote. And what's so crazy about this is that Catholic schools, private schools, charter schools, religious schools, uh, all these schools have been open in precisely the same areas and kids have been going to school and getting an education and yet the public schools are not open. And, and before I get to the question, I just have an opinion I want to throw out there to my listeners. You know, 
I loved my kindergarten teacher. She, her name was Mrs. Shepherdson. After I was a lawyer, I was still in touch with Mrs. Shepherdson. I loved that woman. And all of a sudden, you know, our regard for teachers is a lot less because what we've seen in this, in this, in this crazy post-COVID era are teachers who all of a sudden don't want to be in class with the least affected of the uh, Omicron uh, uh, kids. And it, it, it is, go ahead, doctor. Hello. Doctor, can you hear me? I guess we missed the doctor. Hopefully we'll get him back on. But what I want to do is I want to, my point to my listeners is that, you know, teachers are not held in such high regard as they used to be because it seems at every turn it's not enough. Chicago, over $1.8 billion spent on the Chicago schools, and these teachers still don't think it's safe for them. They're in school with little kids, and they want these kids to wear masks. They want them to wear masks, you know, when they go outside and play. This is ridiculous. This is totalitarianism. This is this is an instinct that is far too totalitarian, and they're causing damage to our kids in the public schools. And the kids that are suffering are the black kids and the brown kids, you know, in some of these lower income areas. And it's simply not fair. Do we have Dr. Siegel back? Yes, I'm, I'm on with you, and I, and I heard it. And I have to tell you, go ahead. The biggest the biggest tragedy of this is actually medical. If you want to know what what hypocrisy this is and how this is pure politics and not medicine, imagine what actually happens in terms of the virus when you send people home. They spread it. In an institutional setting, any kind of setting, a school, any kind of a school, you have people that you can monitor for symptoms. You You can monitor them for whether you want to test them or not or whether they have a vaccine or not or even offering them a mask, though not superimposing a, a, you know, maiming somebody with a mask, but offering them. You have so many ways of ventilation. You send them out and they're busy playing outside or spreading it within the households. There's way more viral spread in the community from closing schools, and we saw that last year. That's going to happen this year. They don't have a stick of science to stand on in terms of closing these schools. And I didn't even mention all of the damage you do to children by closing schools, which you were, you were talking about. Yeah, well, t- well t- t- tell, tell my listeners. Well, look, first of all, if you can't play with another kid, you end up with anxiety and with depression. We already were dealing with a rising amount of, of depression and, and anxiety and suicidal thinking on the part of our children because of social media. So now all you got is social media. All you got is your iPhone. You don't even see your friends. Then you don't get, you don't get proper meals the way you do at school. You don't get developmentally screened if you have a problem. You don't get immunizations against other diseases. You don't get eye care. You don't get dental care. You don't get to know whether you're seeing your pediatrician or not. All of this stuff is in jeopardy. And the worst of all is, are the mental health issues, tremendous mental health issues. And, and an interesting study out of Lancet that looked worldwide at this problem is they concluded that it was due to decreased mobility. You can't have kids sheltering in place. Kids have to move around or they're not going to be healthy. Kids need to play. You know what? That's a great point because they they do need to move around. They do need to play. And then, Dr. Mark Siegel, at the other end of the spectrum, in the universities, uh, you know, the, the, the study that I looked at last night, you know, in the universities are not letting them off campus. They, they, they have to quarantine. They, they can't come out. They'll send food in once a day. That's crazy stuff. Especially since... 
by the way, all of that leaves out the most important thing, which is Omicron is spreading anyway. Judge, it's spreading like wildfire. I mean, can you imagine imprisoning somebody and right next to them? Now, how about this? The guy who brings them food and slips it under the door, and, and you're mentioning a, a, a really great article by Marty McCary on this, but, they, right. but they, 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 they slip this under the door. The guy who's doing the slipping has COVID, right? So yep. they get it anyway, or they, or, they, or they catch it that way anyway. There's so much Omicron around that all of these these primitive techniques, cruel techniques, even though, and they didn't work to begin with because they're based on 1918 flu uh, public health. This is for a virus that's much less contagious than this one. And now Omicron, even more contagious, they don't work at all. So all they are is superimposed totalitarian brutality. Well, you know what? I, uh, hopefully, uh, and Joe Biden, and honestly, I mean, my take on all this is, you know, that they're, they're going to change things before the, before the midterms. But my final question, Dr. Siegel, when will this be over? Well, we're heading in a direction where it may become endemic, meaning that I, I don't think that there's going to be another variant coming along anytime soon that can outcompete Omicron. I think Omicron is so easily transmissible. It's three to four times more transmissible than Delta. It wiped Delta right off the map. It's milder than Delta. I mean, if you're seeing in the numbers, if you're, if you're seeing almost a million cases a day, Judge, it's actually somewhere around five to ten million because we don't have the rapid tests to even tell if people have it. <laughs> and people, you know, people have a cold, they probably have it. Five to ten million cases a day, that's 300 million at the end of the month. I think over the next few weeks, a lot of America is going to be exposed to this thing and develop antibodies, and we're going to see a lot less cases and head into a seasonal situation. So my prediction is, and I could be wrong, my prediction is another few weeks of this very hot burning fire, and then it's going to, it's going to smolder out. Well, let's hope so. And, you know, even, you know, even if there is another variant, I mean, we've just got to learn to live with this. Anyway, Dr. Mark Siegel from NYU, uh, we appreciate your insight. As I said to my listeners, you've been on this from day one. Thank you so much. Always great to be on with you, Judge. It's a pleasure and an honor. And I'm going to read your bio the next time. That's all we're going to have time for. (laughs) No, we're not. Goodbye, Dr. Siegel. And your phone calls are coming up right here on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. Call into the Friends of the Court hotline at 1-800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222 now. And the results we've been waiting to reveal. We're talking about our question of the week and is coming up next right here on the one and only 77 WABC. Tip in the scales when all else fails. The Judge Janine Tunnel the Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. America's heroes need your help. Do good in their honor by donating $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Go to T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. All right. Welcome back to Judge Janine Pirro, Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. It's time for our 77 WABC clip of the week. Listen to Bernie and Sid in the morning every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. Hear Bernie and Sid discuss the lack of COVID testing across the country. No thanks to the federal government. No thanks to the COVID nonsense. All you have to do to beat the COVID is get vaxxed. Get vaccinated and you have no problem. Oh, yeah, really? And then and then testing, testing. It's a disgrace, December 2020. It's a disgrace the way uh, this, this administration has not ramped up testing. This is terrible. And then, of course, what happens in the past month? 
The lines are like around the people are freaking out trying to get tests. They can't get back to work. Yep. They can't travel. Nope. There's no testing available. And he had the ability to have this testing in place about two months ago. And he said, nah, forget it. You know what? I got to tell you that my pals there are so right. The amazing part of all this is that the incompetence and, you know, as you heard earlier in the show, you know, Joe Biden during the campaign said, you know, we can uh, walk and chew gum at the same time. I mean, you know, he doesn't walk very well. Clearly, if you look at him trying to climb the stairs of Air Force One uh, and he couldn't even get the test ready. We're in the middle of a pandemic. They didn't order the test. Nobody can get the test. Then all of a sudden, I ask you this. Do you think politics is playing a role in the science? All of a sudden, oh, you don't need a test to come out of quarantine. You don't need a test. What do you mean we don't need a test? You didn't let us move until we had a test. Now we don't need a test? Now? I'll tell you the reason we don't need a test, because they don't have any tests to test us. Because they're too incompetent to order tests. For Americans, for tax-paying American law-abiding citizens, they're opening up the jails, they're letting criminals out. This is what the Democrats do. All of these DAs that we've been talking about for the last hour, these are Democrat DAs who were worried about criminals and could care less about the victims. All of these Democrats that are that are fighting now to keep the schools closed while we watch the Catholic schools and the uh, religious schools and the charter schools and the private schools are all open in precisely the same areas. These are lazy, lazy ass teachers. I'm sorry. I told you I love teachers. I love teachers. But you know what? What I've seen has turned off America to teachers. We've had enough of this. We've had enough of this. You don't think it's safe. These kids are not transferring the virus to you. They are the least affected by the virus. They spend millions of dollars on schools, public schools, and you lazy asses don't want to go into class and teach. You, but, but hey, if you want to go to a bar and have a few drinks barefaced, face-to-face, the teachers will have a good drink, slap each other on the back. You want to go get your coffee, you go to Dunkin' Donuts, get your coffee, go to the supermarket, get into an elevator, get on a bus, get on the subway. Hey, no problem, but don't ask me to go to school. You're lazy. That's it. You're just lazy. I've had enough of this. And you know what? It's not just that you're lazy. You're hurting our kids. You're hurting the next generation of kids. They're suffering from mental health issues. They're suffering and they're turning to to, to bad uh, uh, habits, whether it's drugs or gangs or whatever it might be, or obesity, depression, suicide. That's a teacher's fault. All of these nonsense teachers who say, oh, we don't think it's safe enough. My butt, it's not safe enough. Get your tail back into the classroom or don't expect a check from the rest of us. I've had it with you and complaining that you're our kids' babysitters. You're not our kids' babysitters. We're our kids' babysitters. You just get your butt in the school and you teach them what you're supposed to teach them and what we tell you to teach them. And you don't teach them critical race theory and you don't teach them any of this nonsense. It's time to get America back to being America. It's time to make sure that we understand who we are and what we're about stop this lazy ass crap you're hurting us and i'm tired of it anyway i don't know where that came from but i've had it with them anyway you know what time even my dog's got excited 
You know what time it is? It's time to reveal our question of the week. Last week, we posed this question. Do you think there's a lack of faith in this country? The question was posed after our conversation with Eric Metaxas about his new book, Is Atheism Dead? The book is an answer to the question posed on the 1966 Is God Dead Time magazine cover. During the 2021 holiday season, we asked you to vote in our poll asking, is there a lack of faith in our country? Drum roll. So here are the results. Is there a lack of faith in the country? 10% said no, and 90% said yes, there is a lack of faith in our country. So for this week's upcoming question of the week, I'm going to ask you this. Uh, would you consider receiving a fourth COVID vaccine shot? Would you consider receiving a fourth COVID vaccine shot? Now make sure you chime into the conversation and vote. All you have to do is log on to our website at wabcradio.com forward slash tag forward slash web dash poll. So that's wabcradio.com. Then there's a forward slash the word tag. Then a forward slash the word web dash poll. I'll be reading the results of the question of the week next Sunday live right here on 77 WABC. Now, um, we have a, uh, a minute left. I want to take a phone call here real fast. Uh, we've got, uh, well, who do we have? Larry in Brooklyn. Quickly, Larry, are you there? Larry in Brooklyn there? Yeah, yes, I'm here. Talk to me. Okay, um, I just wanted to uh, say that this morning I heard on the news, uh, you know, that there was a murder in Manhattan uh, uh, coming from a robbery of a Burger King, and a 19-year-old girl was, was killed. Right. And uh, they were talking about the recall of this Alvin Bragg a few days ago, if anybody got hurt. Well, it happened. It finally happened because the nature of this kind of crime does not usually exist in New York. They don't usually have armed robberies of fast food restaurants. Right. So the character of the crime has shaped, um, has taken shape because of this new district attorney. Well, I'll tell you, Larry, I read about that, too, and it was really it was a devastating story. A Burger King, a young girl working at one in the morning, you know, working hard, trying to make some extra dollars and some thug comes in and shoots her in the stomach. And of course, she is. uh, I believe that she is dead. I believe that she died. Is that correct? Yes, she's died. And but the nature of this crime was an armed robbery, which is what he's encouraging. Yep, yep, there's no question. And I'm telling you, Larry, that what's going to happen next is that they're going to start going into the jewelry stores, into the high-end stores, and we're going to see the smash and grabs, and they're going to tell people to hit the ground and all that other stuff. I appreciate your call, Larry. You hit the nail on the head. Alvin Bragg, maybe it's time to recall. Actually, I think it is, as soon as I heard what his policies were. Anyway, I can't believe we're out of time already. Make sure you join us right back here next Sunday at 11 a.m. sharp for the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. Up next, it's the Dick Morris Show, where you can listen to great political commentary on the issues you care about. Happy Sunday, everybody. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.